Now pair up. He's mine. Him? Why? I like him small and bug-eyed. You two will dance and you'll like it. Then you'll have punch and you'll drink it. Then your eyes will meet and it will be awkward. So help me God. Okay, here's my rules. Hands at 10 and 2, no eye contact, and I don't want to hear how pretty I look. Don't worry, you won't. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode FAB F11. It is the episode starring Sarah Michelle Geller as Gina. It is The Wandering Juvie. I'm Dando. And I'm Guy, and I'm really disappointed, Dando. I thought we want to go back and talk some more about Codependence Day. <laughs> we can do a two-parter if you like. No! <laughs> oh, man. No, that that would be the second worst thing that would happen to me today, given that I've just uh, take, given myself a COVID test. Oh, yeah, and you said it's invalid, so you have to go do another one. But So, yeah. so, so we complained on the last one that we weren't doing well. We had influenza A. Nicola now has pneumonia, and lovely Louise now has COVID. Correct! Fun so, times! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. So if I, if I sound a little hoarse, because the lovely Louise um, texted me last night and said... I sound like Patty and Selma. And then she called me, and she did a bit. I said, say, double your pleasure, Springfield. <laughs> you know how I know I'm getting old? I'm sitting on the couch last night, sitting there watching, what were we watching? Burn Notice. We're smashing through Burn Notice. We're burning through it, you would say. Might say. Ooh-hoo. Good show. Really enjoying it. And I sneezed, threw my back out. <laughs> oh. Uh, I sneezed and all of a sudden I had stabbing pain in my neck and my back hurt and Nicola's like man you are getting old you sneeze and you throw your back out welcome to the olds dude yeah Yeah. fun times ahead Uh, the the alarm has just gone off you listeners get to find out in real time whether guys got COVID or not let's have a look let's have a look invalid oh no I gotta stick another one on my nose after we finish talking about the wandering juvie I feel like those tests are nowhere near as uh, accurate because when I'm doing it to myself, I never do it as far as I'm supposed to. I, I know I'm not. It's, just, it's, it's like a reflex, a reflex to go, no, 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 don't do that. What are you doing? This is uncomfortable. Yeah, well, what's that uh, line in Friends? It's like when you feel the Q-tip re- resisting, stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's only natural that you don't want to jam it too far up the old sniffer. I, I like to think I did my due diligence. I got it up there a bit. It was a little uncomfortable. I waved it around a bit and, you know, I've done all my, done all my stuff, but still invalid. And then you sneeze and threw your back out. <laughs> I'm not Dando old. Uh, the Wandering Juvie. I really the enjoyed this. Uh, Sarah, I thought Sarah Michelle Gellar did a fantastic job with her role as Gina. This She was the highlight yep, of sure. this episode for mine. I thought, she, yeah, she did a really, really good job. And I'm, I would say I'm a huge SMG fan. I mean, I've watched all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's very one note, I find. Not the not the greatest range, but then I haven't watched a lot of stuff with her in it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I remember seeing Cruel Intentions back in the day and thinking saucy. It was very saucy, yes, true. But it's like not quite saucy enough. I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell the difference between a legit actor. Not to say that SMG is illegit, but someone like Reese Witherspoon, who you know has got a fair bit in the toolkit, and Selma as well. 
And so and so will Blair, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so Michelle Leah is good. She certainly you enjoy seeing her. She brings something to the table, but she doesn't bring a great deal to the table. Now, after we're done dissing her, let's just say best part of this episode. She yeah brought a lot of great energy, and you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think, hey, that's Sarah Michelle Gellar, unless no. you looked at the ingredients. Look, no, oh, this is um an actor giving a good performance. I feel like I'm really damning it with faint praise here. But- no, but the thing is with this character. I thought she did such a good job with it that I wouldn't mind if they kept her as a recurring character. As like Bart, Bart's off and on again, like not love interest, but a girl that Bart sort of, you know, has a, a friendship with. Someone who comes into his life every five seasons. Because I think, I think it would be cool for Bart to have a female friend. That's true. Someone who, you know, walks on the wild side a little bit, could act as a kindred spirit, but also a cautionary tale. I thought it was... A nice little touch because she reminded me very much of uh, Laura Powers from mm. way back in the new kids on the uh, new kid on the block, the the girl next door that Bart falls in love with, yeah. and she has now, sim- my, similar- now my pants are chafing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she has similar elements there. So Bart has a type, it seems. Jessica Lovejoy, the bad girl. He doesn't go for the uh, for the you know the the good girls. No, he, no, no. He likes a walk on the wild side, as I said. And she likes him small and bug eyed. <laughs> Don't we all? But. Uh, <laughs> Thank God our, our lovely partners do. But I, I just, yeah, I thought this episode, <laughs> in, in comparison to last week's Shamozzle, that was Codependence Day, which was just, let's just forget that even existed, this was a breath of fresh air. I'm not sure whether I enjoyed this, because I watched, I remember watching this first, I watched this twice. The first time I watched it, I watched Codependence Day and I was so annoyed by that episode that I went straight into this one to think, I need something to make me feel better. Maybe because I watched, cleanser. Maybe yeah. because I watched it back to back, it seemed better than what it was. But then I rewatched it today and I was like, no, no, this is a good episode. Look, I thought it was fine. I'm not going to say that I loved it or even really liked it because I think we, we were near the end or I was approaching the end of the episode and paused for a second to do something. It's like, well, this has only got like three minutes left. It doesn't feel like much has happened at all. So Bart went to juvie. I, I, can't, I guess they could have introduced Gina a little bit earlier, maybe. but Quite possibly, but then I don't know how exactly how you do that. Maybe it's a case of... It's kind of like you had a story here of Bart not liking Juvie. That could have been a story in itself of Homer as the prison guard. And it sort of threw mm. that away very quickly. And then it transitioned into Bart having a love interest with Gina. I feel like the Gina aspect could have been the whole episode. I think so, yeah. I mean, Homer being the uh, the Juvie guard, it paid off with a pretty neat joke. Well, that was my that was my favourite moment. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to it otherwise. Y- you're right. I mean, it just felt... A little unformed. It could have been in the oven a little bit longer. Hey, my favourite. So what were your favourite moments from The Wandering Juvie? <laughs> uh, well, when I was uh, wrestling with the flu or whatever it was the other week. I'm like, Arm okay, wrestling well, I'm just- or mud wrestling? Yeah, Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, We're not talking about Vince McMahon stuff. It was like down and dirty on the floor. Um, I thought, okay, well. Now you some, you somehow made that sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. It, it is my gift. Uh, I thought, okay, this is the opportunity to cross a few things off the watch list that mm. have been there forever, you know, like sitting on the hard drive. It's like, oh, man, I downloaded this back in like 2016 or something. Uh, so I was watching a document <laughs> because I'm a fun guy with fun interests. I was watching a documentary about the Roosevelts, the uh, huh. American political dynasty. Uh, and... The thing of all was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, one of the greatest pr- American presidents uh, to ever have held office, in my opinion, uh, also married like his fifth cousin. Oh. And apparently this was something that, you know, 
happened. Rich and rich and influential families did. They sort of they the, old, the old fuck you money can get whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't completely incestuous, but it's like kind of it kind of is. But it's you, like, you guys are all part of the same family tree. Your branches are a bit far away and all that kind of business. But still, it, it mustn't be illegal in every state of America because Nicola and I have watched episodes of Judge Judy where after the case. People are like kissing and like cuddling and, and they're cousins and they're saying, oh yeah, we're going to get married. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> well, then I think you can have cousins that are maybe, oh look, no, I didn't want to go into this. No, anyway, continue. So you watched the documentary, yeah. I watched the documentary about the Roosevelt's. By the way, very, you know, good stuff. I highly recommend it. If you've got Binge on Foxtel, you can find The Roosevelt's by Ken Burns, uh, a guy who does really good docos. Um, but I just loved it when... <laughs> Um, Quimby's like, just tell him you're my uh, niece, my niece. Goes, I, or, or whatever, or your cousin or whatever. I am your niece. Good Lord, I'm an abomination. <laughs> I was like, this is probably one step too far for me for the Quimby character. Like him dating his niece. <laughs> I, was, I was like, where's, where's Guy's favourite character? Where is she? Oh, true, yes. Why, why is that? Uh, why is that uh, you're the greatest or whatever. You was a girl, Joe. <laughs> I used that uh, clip the other day because um, I don't know if you heard this. Margot Robbie is like starring in a Barbie yeah, movie. Yeah, Barbie. Yep. Yeah. yeah, like Barbie and Ken, and they had the first picture of her, and she's behind the wheel of the uh, of the pink convertible. She got the big Barbie smile on, and I thought the only way to make this even better is if she uses this voice. And I linked her. <laughs> and you was a girl, Joe. It's like. <laughs> If if she speaks like that in the whole movie, I'm like sold. I'll buy like I'll be going once a week until it uh, you know goes to home video or streaming. Just give her the Oscar now. Indeed, <laughs> she looked really Barbie-ish, but also very Margot Robbie-ish. So yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, that was my favorite moment from this okay. episode. What about you? Oh well, I enjoyed that Homer is the guard and Bart. I love smug Bart. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, lollipop. Yeah. But even just the, give him the kiss. I love you. On the way out. But I also enjoyed the, I don't want to hear how pretty I am. Don't worry, you won't. <laughs> I was like, zing! <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, trivia for the Wandering Juvie. You kick off this week, Mr. Davis. But before you kick off, we need to give some yes. shout-outs to our beloved $20 patrons. Christopher shout Darby. Out, shout mm -hmm. out. Christopher Darby, Andrew Zur, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Sally Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, KDG, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Davey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Grandskeeper Noah, and Declan Phoenix. They are our $20 patrons. Also, shout outs to our new members of the Four Finger Discount family, Bo Wills. Damian Miller and Rachel McLean. And also shout-outs to Elizabeth and Andrew Swan. Thank you so much for upgrading your patronage as well. Holy moly. Wow. Everything's coming up uh, four-finger discount, you yes. might say. Thank By you the way, so much, every, guys. Every, every time you say Adam Sanderson, as I do with all due respect to Adam Sanderson, I keep thinking you're going to say Adam Sandler. It's like, oh, the Sandman's come on board. <laughs> well, we can call him the Sandman. He's our, he's, he's our, he's our, Sandman, our Sandman. Adam Sanderson, you are now the Sandman. <laughs> 
All right, so yes, that's, that's shout-outs out of the way. Remember, guys, if you want to get your name read out in the podcast, just going to be a $5-plus patron, or if you're $20 patron, you get your name read out on every single podcast we do here on the Four Whoa. Finger Discount Network at patreon.com slash discount. Support the show, get access to a bunch of exclusives, and ensure that we can grow and grow and grow, make this our job, and bring you new podcasts every day of the week. But for now, Mr. Davis, it's time for some <laughs> trivia. You kick off. Even Saturday and Sunday? Yes, especially, especially Saturday and Sunday. Oh, golly. Okay. <laughs> First question to you, Dando. Mm. What is the very first item you see when Bart starts pulling the trigger on the registry gun? Oh, no, no, no. Not even when Bart does it. When the first time a registry gun trigger is pulled, what is the item that you see? Oh, well, I guess it's not China then, is it? Because they weren't going to get plates, Edna and Skinner. I'm not sure. What was it? Highball glasses. What is that? Um, fancy it's, glasses? It's a, yeah, it's a particular type of a cocktail. I okay, okay. Highball. So not, not quite a martini glass and not quite a scotch tumbler. But um, we'll look it up and we'll put a picture on the uh, on the Facebook we page. We always say this. We never do. <laughs> Sometimes we do. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but um, my first question is, how many ingredients does the skin lotion contain that Lindsay Nagel is selling to Marge? Was it Lindsay Nagel? Well, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to say 700. 60. Oh. <laughs> oh, why do I want to say 700? Who knows? Your Who next knows? <laughs> My next question to you. What are the dimensions of the containers filled with Bart's record? That was my next question. Six by 14. Six by 14. Uh, well, I actually had it as a two-part. How many were there and what were the size? So how many were oh. there? Oh, three? Well done, yes. We both get points. <laughs> we're all winners. Everyone's a winner, baby. That's no lie. Uh, so my next question's to you, right? Well, I'll just read my final one. What holiday was on the Monday after home? Was that yours? <laughs> it, it was Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next question to you. I have two. Que- I have two more questions for you. If Go you want. For it. Mm-hmm. Okay then. Uh, how much heavier is Gina than Bart? Ooh, thirty pounds. Twenty pounds. Close. Twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. Okay. You got it. And. Who else is appearing on Conan? Oh, I know it's Third Eye Blind and Heather Locklear. Yeah. I was like, this is very 2004. <laughs> it's very, very much old Third Eye Blind. I think even they were like past their peak. They were like late 90s at their peak when they did that. They were very, they were kind very, of life. very one hit wonder, Third Eye Blind. Two things. They that, are a cover uh, band's I- dream though. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Two things that Third Eye Blind are known for. Yeah. That song and the lead singer used to go out with Charlize Theron. Really? Yeah. Man, what an idiot. Should never used to. Should always be dating Charlize Theron. Once you've got that, never let it go. Uh, once, that's true. But <laughs> you get the feeling it's like one, one career is going. Yes. And another career is going. She sort of like disappeared quickly, Charlize Theron. She was on top of the world for a, a good, say, three to five years there. And then she just wasn't anymore. No, she still is to some I mean... Um, do, you think, do you think she's... She doesn't have the name value as what she did in this era, even. 2004-ish. Like, when, when Monster came out, she was like peak. True. But, you know, she did Mad Max Fury Road not long ago. Oh, That's- true, yeah. But even then, I was just like, oh, yeah, Charlize Theron. I forgot she was doing films still. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I think she's still got her name above the title. And, you know, she's in those Fast and Furious movies. Is she really? I see. I've, yeah, I've that's stopped the watching thing. after like the sixth one, seventh one. Yeah, you can quit after the seventh one, actually. Although, it looks like they've got a halfway decent cast for the for the tenth one. Didn't the director um, leave and like the, the rock left because he hates Vin Diesel and everything? 
Apparently everyone hates Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Anyway, nothing about that. Yeah. But, you know, it's got the guy, that guy who played Reacher on TV, that big dude. Aquaman, Jason Momoa's in it. Oh, okay. um, that is, Brie Larson. It's almost like the Expendables now. Just get a, get big jacked up dudes driving cars. It kind of is, yeah. But, um, I, don't know. I used to like the novelty of the Expendables, though. Let's get every action star that ever existed and whack them on an island. They pissed me off so much, though, because it's like, oh, this is a really good idea. And you've got some really good, you know, action stars in this. And your movie's just kind of junk. Yeah, it's, but it's like you've got Stallone and Schwarzenegger in the same movie. How can you yeah. fuck this up? <laughs> Pretty easily. No, <laughs> not even fuck it up, but just... Nothing, yeah. 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 Anyway, but anyway. Enough about that. Yes. That is true. Or do you have one more for me? Was that your last one? Uh, that was it. That was it. All right. That is trivia for The Wandering Juvie. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review of the episode. Yeah. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of The Wandering Juvie was March 28th, 2004. It was directed by Lauren McMullen, written by John Frink and Don Payne. The uh, chalkboard gag was nothing because it didn't exist, but the couch gag was the shutter click of a camera can be heard as an undeveloped Polaroid photo floats to the couch and develops into the Simpsons family. Now, I've noticed here, like, so the director was a female, Lauren McMullen. I wonder if that helped this story because you could... I feel like a man trying to direct Sarah Michelle Gellar's character of Gina wouldn't have been as successful. Well, maybe that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would be. I guess I don't know. It's hard to tell. I don't know. You raise a very good point. It was, it was um, written. It was written by two guys though, so I guess they wrote the story. She just had to direct it. But anyway, team effort came out well, in my opinion. Indeed. Uh, also, um, the Wandering Juvie is a bit of a play on Wandering Jew, uh, which is the name of a plant. There you go. Uh, I have no idea known as that. the known as the inch plant. Okay. Uh, also starred Charles, who, Mr. Davis? Charles Napier. Napier. As uh, the warden, and unfortunately, Judge Constant Harm returned again, played by... Uh, Jane Kaczmarek, yes? Yes, yeah, but it's uh, just one of those... <laughs> yeah, one of those characters where she comes on screen, uh, and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, I've written it, oh, great, Judge Harm. <laughs> but I, felt, the, I felt terrible. She was, you know, quite enjoyable on uh, Malcolm in the Middle, to the oh, best of my recollection. It's not it's just the character I'm not a huge fan of, but the, the yeah. episode kicks off with the family... Going to Costington's for a visit. Homer asks where the clothes are for the big and fat, and they tell him it's in the basement. So he says he has to go <laughs> down the escalator. This was always a fear of mine when I was a child, the shoelaces being undone on an escalator. Mm. Yeah, it's understandable. Because when my dad was just like, if you don't do your shoelaces up, you'll get sucked in. You can never get out. And I was like, shit. Fuck. <laughs> we get sucked in. You can never get out. What are we going to do? <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you said that to your old man when he said that to you. <laughs> shit. shit. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Better do it me fucking shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't just worthy of a shit. It was worthy of a fuck as well. Indeed. But yeah, I, I used to always, when I got right near the edge of the of the escalator, just jump. I, I always had that fear of being sucked down into the into the turbines. But Homer's uh, shoelace gets sucked in and his pants get ripped off. Uh, Lisa then goes and checks out the latest clothing range, the little hooker line. All the mm-hmm. girls her age are wearing it, except for the... Ex- except for the... Uh, what is it? Freakly, freakishly unpopular or something along those something lines? Something like that. Yeah, what was the t-shirt? Sassy bitch? Yeah, something along those lines. And that is true in that, uh, maybe even like a little bit oh, earlier, yeah. like late 90s. It was just very, 
Remember those toys came out like brats? You can still get them now. It's just girls yeah. with attitude. Mean girls. Oh, yeah, like, that- mean girls was a huge hit at this time, I think. That's about right. Yeah, I think this is about the time that that came out. Yeah, yeah. And the whole sassy um, attitude was uh, yeah, a very big thing, yeah, which a lot of people sort of took it. Well, a lot of grown ups sort of took issue with. Uh, Lindsay Nagel tries to scare Marge about the airborne debutifiers. <gasps> He's eating my beauty. <laughs> so they, they, she uses the lotion, tries it out, and she watches it all get burnt. I guess I think it, I think it disintegrates or whatever. This is very yeah. Marge here. I hope he didn't have children. Children? (laughs) Did he have children? (laughs) Millions of them. I was like, yeah, that's exactly how much we think. Yeah. Well, apparently there all there are all manner of tiny microscopic things just crawling over your skin at all times. At all times. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. So this uh, last night I'm editing the podcast, editing our review of Bart on the Road, which is exclusive for patrons. Revisit this month. uh, Last month's revisited classic, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I feel like this. Tickle on my feet. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I looked down, I couldn't see anything. I'm like, whatever. And then about, I don't know, 10 seconds later, I feel a tickle on my toes again. I'm like, what the hell? And I look down and there was just a swarm of ants under my desk because Nicola had eaten crackers at my desk and dropped a cracker on the floor by accident and they were everywhere. So I mean, it was like, you know, in Indiana Jones when he he, he feels things crawling Mm. all over but they can't see it yet until they get the flame. So I get my, I get my, um, the torch on my phone, (laughs) shine it under the desk. There's just ants all over my feet. I'm like, I, I freaked out. I'm like, what the fuck? But, and then I look back on, on, on a reflection and go, well, they were just ants. But the, just the sight of all these little things just crawling all over my toes. I was like, get off me. Get off me. When there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I was yeah, outnumbered. I've, <laughs> I've got a memory of um, one of my earliest memories. I think it would have been about four or something of just a, a hot summer's day. And I must have, you know, being a sloppy eater as a four-year-old was, I probably had like chocolate or something or spilled ice cream or something or whatever. And these ants were just swarming all over me. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, teach me correct eating habits, please. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Food goes in here. Yeah. So <laughs> things with more than two legs cr- crawling all over you, not fun. Even when it's an ant, I, I, I just, for a brief moment, I freaked out. I know it sounds silly, but totally understandable. Like, but I'm sure me. you break out the Dixon and, or the Dyson or whatever, and and scoot them. I felt I sprayed them, and I felt bad. <laughs> but I was like, "Ah, oh, well, motherfuckers, yeah. you're in my territory." <laughs> anyway, getting back to the family at Cossington's, Homer is using the dressing room as a toilet. It's a it's an overused gag, but for some really reason, it just always seems to work. Skinner and Edna are then shopping for wedding china. Well, yeah. Mrs. K is looking for for china, and Skinner's just being a real tight ass. And I'm like, Skinner, mate. Yes. You've got Mrs. K. Don't be a dickhead. Loose, loosen the purse strings, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so he says that the, the China that mum won on Let's Make a Deal, which <laughs> at the time, I looked this up, had just been revived in 2003. I don't know. With, probably with like Drew Carey hosting, probably. Well, yeah, we did the price. Well, fat, fat Drew Carey or Skinny Drew Carey? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it would have been Fat Drew Carey at that point, because whose line is it anyway? He was still Fat Drew Carey. That's right. <laughs> But, yeah, Skinner's just being very, very tight. Like they're saying, who's going to pay for the dishwashing liquid and the double-sided sponge? I'm like, come on, man. Bart then finds the gun, and he, the guy explains to him that, you know, this is how, what people use to tell everyone else what they want Ooh. for their wedding presents. And Bart then proceeds to rack up a big, a big, uh, what's it, a bill, I guess you could say, for himself and Lotta Cooties. And which song was playing? What song was playing? White Wedding. Oh, of Again, course, yeah. Just, just just breaking the purse, a fox getting the big, getting the big hits. <laughs> Honestly, how does Bart expect to pull this scam off? I watched this and I was uh, 
this bit here, I want this will never work. Could never work. Why is everyone going to a wedding of people they've never met? Why? Mm. So, Bart Simpson. They just get a, 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 an invitation to meet for Bart Simpson and a lot of cooties. It's like, and they everyone just goes there. I was like, this is a bit yeah. far fetched. I'm not sure how this would ever actually work. But anyway, so he makes the fake invitation for Millhouse. Says he's going to return all the gifts for store credit. Store credit. Store credit. Which is a good plan if you could pull it off. I just don't well, think yeah. it would ever actually work. Mr. Burns, I like this, so he's reading the invitations. What's a traditional peasant gift? <laughs> oh, so that's his silverware. Oh, let's see if Lenny wants to go in for a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that where you've just gone in for a present? You're like, I don't want to pay full price, but I'll go in for something. That has happened on occasion, yes. Yeah, it usually happens at like a work, a work, workmate or whatever. It's like, I mean, they want this $50 present. I don't want to spend 50 Hey, how about five of us all put in 10 yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not a $50 friend. No. <laughs> Remember, if anyone asked, you're my niece from out of town. I am your niece, Uncle Joe. Good Lord, I'm an abomination. This prank is my Sergeant Peppers. I see neither blushing bride nor ardent swain. There is no wedding here. Oh my God, we're sealed in. Hey, nobody breathe my air. Get your own. What, you selfish little maggot? I'll suck your lungs dry. <laughs> Get off! Yes! So, you thought you'd pull a fake wedding, eh? You're under arrest. Come on, Chief, it was just a prank. Would some flatware make things right? Um, what does it say on my badge? Cash bribes only. Uh, I thought you could have probably got a, thought of a better way to get Bart to juvie. Seems like a very elaborate way to get Bart to juvie. Just have him doing something else. So we're now at the court case with Constance Harm. She has the folder in her hand and they're pointing out, well, that doesn't seem like it's a lot of uh, lot of crimes. No, this is the, the folder of the directions to the location of Bart's criminal records locked in three three lockers in this or three storage sheds or whatever yeah. three six by 14 uh, storage containers yes which is a lot yes so she sent us into six months in juvie what's the Australian equivalent of juvie oh is it called we, juvenile I think we just call it do we call it youth detention youth detention maybe that's what it is youth detention centre yeah that seems to ring a bell yeah not that I, I've I ever been in anything like that it would be pretty damn scary as a kid. I mean, some some kids are troubled, and some and I wouldn't say they prefer to be in there, but they they thrive in that kind of environment. It's fine, yes. they're fine with that, right? But kids that do some sort of petty crime and end up in there, it must be terrifying. Oh God, yeah. I mean, if like, you I just want my mummy all the yeah, time. Yeah, if you're you know a little dickhead who like you know, shoplifts or something, st- steals a car, perhaps. Yeah. Now it's goes not, for a joyride. Yeah, yes, yeah, not cool, but still. You're hardly a hardened criminal. But, uh, you know, you end up in uh, juvenile detention with some guys or some folks who, let's just say, are probably part of the system and know how, to, know how it operates. And next thing you know, you're having to give up your uh, your dessert and maybe something else. So, um, yeah, no, terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. So he offers to squeal on Homer. They said, don't worry about it. We've already got someone squealing on Homer. It's Lenny. 
Lenny gets well, two mentions already. Then Marge uh, fights it. She says, "No, you, you can't. You can't take my son." Mar- Marge, Marge was a good mum throughout. This. She was supportive at least. Yes. And uh, they do the old switcheroo with Bart and Ralph, and we get a line that I thought was very fitting of Ralph: "Your eyes need diapers." I know they've dumbed him down, but it was just a very Ralph line. Yeah, and I don't know a Clancy sort of compliment. I'm like, it's not that good, Ralph. It's just a shame though that the Ralph character now has just been sort of. He's just a one-liner now. He's not. A, he, has, he has no substance to him anymore. No, you could. He's just. I'm there to say stupid things. Around this time, you could not do a. I love Lisa Simpson. When I grow up, I'm going to marry her. No, you couldn't do that. No. Uh, and it's a shame because that's one of the best episodes. Yeah, and even they had the episode. It's called This Little Wiggy, where he becomes friends with Bart, and they break into the prison and things like oh, that. That's right. Yeah. Even that's where you, uh, the leprechaun, yeah. the leprechaun that burns things. At least there, even still, he had. He wasn't just a. I wet my pants and say silly things all the time. It's like, ah, man, sort of sucked the character dry. But anyway, it's a bit of a shame. So we're now at Juvie. They're going through Bart's things. He's got a slingshot, pack of cards, a baseball, a fartzilla, doodle. When I saw this slingshot for the first time, I thought that used to be what made Bart a bad boy. The fact that he used to just be this rebellious little kid that went around with a slingshot just causing mayhem. Yes. They've taken that element away from the character now. The, The kids don't really feel like little kids anymore. Like, but Bart being a bad boy was just him going around and shooting rocks at things with a slingshot. Yeah. They've taken that aspect away from it. Like all the kids just seem far more older than what they are. They really do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lisa in particular. I mean, admittedly, she's you know smarter than the average bear, but still, she's the voice of the writers now. Yeah, and yeah, Bart's just sort of a a bit of a sass mouth slacker as opposed mm. to you know a naughty little boy. Yes, a bad little boy. <laughs> I must agree with the warden, though, that a harmonica is a perfect mood setter for the end of your freedom. <laughs> like when you hear a harmonica, it's like, Mama took my <laughs> chuck a cake away. <laughs> it's just the, the perfect for the blues. Anyway, so Marge is upset. She blames herself. Homer, an absolute dick here. My baby boy is in jail. I'm the worst mom in the world. It's not all your fault. All these years I watched you turn our son into a time bomb, and yet I did nothing. So in a way, I too am a victim of you. (laughs) You're a great mom. You were always there for Bart with love and support. His acting out was probably caused by negative reinforcement. Oh, I get it. Blame the strangler. At least we got only a little bit of Homer in this episode. Mm, I thought there was the the part where he became the guard was fine, but this scene here, it was just like blame the strangler bit. Yeah. No, even, even before then, it's like, you know, it's not just your fault. I sat around and watched oh, you yeah. ruin our son, and I did nothing. So, really, I'm a victim as well. And I'm like, no, no, get away from this, please. <laughs> uh, but Lisa reassures Marge that, no, it's not your fault. Maybe it's all the negative reinforcement, and Homer storms out. No, blame the strangler there. <laughs> We're now <laughs> at Juvie again, and the boys are told, that don't worry, just because you're at Juvie, the world hasn't given up on you. You can be whatever you want to be as long as it's a uh, fast food specialist or a late night cleaner <laughs> or things like that did you ever work at a fast food restaurant i never did no right i've always made sure that i've become when i was a teenager at least became friends with people who worked at all my favorite fast food uh-huh. restaurants. <laughs> that's a very savvy move 
I remember it comes to a point though. I remember I was living. No, I wasn't living, but my friend Michael, who um who had moved out of home, he was would have been eighteen, I guess, at the time, and was still at high school. And I used to stay with him a couple of nights during the week because it was just closer to school and it was just easier. Mm-hmm. But he went to KFC, and when you're being home KFC every night, you do get sick of KFC. <laughs> I imagine that would be the case. Although it would take a yeah, a week, maybe two. <laughs> the thing is. <laughs> Michael, though, when he was at school, because he went to KFC, he worked like four days a week. He just smelt of KFC all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the Colonel's cologne. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how... Do you think you could differentiate the different smells of fast foods? I think I can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I, th- I, think I know the KFC smell, the McDonald's smell, and the Hungry Jack smell easily. And the Subway smell as well. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't do Hungry Jacks enough that I could instantly pick it. But, I I, I, a smell of a Whopper, I've got that down pat, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. but Maccas and KFC is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you've been eating, buddy. <laughs> Does somebody smell KFC? <laughs> Crusty then here. Ex-cons are a godsend to employers like me. And I'm like, what does this remind me of? <laughs> you, ask for a, you ask for a raise and I'll call you a parole officer. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what Crusty would do. They then watched a watered-down version of Itchy and Scratchy and it's just, Bart is just not having a good time at all. He realizes he's going to have to use his head if he wants to survive in here. Avoid the sandbox so you don't get buried alive and mm-hmm. don't go down the slide because you can get punched, even though they take your photo, like a, like a theme park, which I thought was a nice touch. <laughs> he decides to go hang out near the girl's fence, and this is where he meets Gina, who threatens him with a knife and the threat of a boring puberty. I was like, oh my. Oh, oh golly, yes. <laughs> Anything that involves ruining the bits, I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> ruining the parts before you've had it, an ample opportunity to take him out for a spin. It's like... <laughs> It's like oh, ruin, ru- ruining it on the production line. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's just uh, it's terrifying and saddening. Is what yeah. it is. Hello, ladies. I'm Gina. You touch my fence again, and your puberty's gonna be very boring. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate this place. It's nothing like the brochure. Bart is chatting with the family in the um, in the what, what is that room called? Just the, the meeting room, I guess, at a prison. Mm. Anyway, he's complaining about how much he hates it there. He doesn't like it and much. Well, you just shouldn't hang around with people who beat you up. They're not true, true friends. friends. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm sorry. I just watched this yesterday, but clearly my memory's yeah, yeah. going because I think we've we've missed a bit that made me quite angry. Ooh, angry. <laughs> well. I think I think it's Bart saying, "I don't count jazz because it sucks." Hmm. Let me see what context that was. I'll get Frankie <laughs> up because I can't quite remember that either. I don't count jazz because it sucks. Oh, I do remember that. It's something to do with um America's favorite pastime or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't count jazz. Hang on. Here we go. Because oh, he's about to watch Itchy and Scratchy, America's only native art form. Oh, I don't yeah. count jazz because it sucks. Yeah. Before yes. we watch Itchy and Scratchy. At yeah. which point I yelled, fuck off at the screen. <laughs> you're, you're a jazz man, aren't you? Jazz <laughs> man. <laughs> I do enjoy my jazz. So, um, yes, for Bart to disrespect uh, the great American uh, musical form in that fashion, yes, got me a little riled up. We should chuck the round Springfield episode with Bleeding Gums, Murphy and Lisa. They, she sings Jasmine at the end we should. in this month's poll for the Four Finger Discount Revisited Classic. Let's do that. I'm sure you enjoy that. that episode. Let's do it. Yes. Jasmine, one of the more underrated Simpsons songs. I know it's not an original, but still, mm-hmm. whenever you see like top 10 Simpsons sing-alongs or songs, very rarely do you see Jasmine in there. And I always love that 
Bleeding Arms Murphy and Lisa singing Jasmine at the end of that episode because it's just so as as unrealistic as it is, it's just wholesome. She's getting to see her friend for one last time. They're having yeah. a little jazz off and they're just all happy. And we like a bit of wholesome stuff here on Four Finger Discount. So we yes, sure do. Let's sure put do. that in the mix. That's going to be one of the ones this month, patrons. If you want to catch all the other uh, Four Finger Discount Revisited Classics, you can find them on our Patreon page right now. As I said, the last one we did was Bart on the Road. We did the PTA Disbands recently, Whacking Day, which I chucked up for you guys on the free feed to listen to as well. So if you enjoyed that and you want more, just become a Four Finger Discount patron. But this is where we... Getting back to the uh, the, the family discussing with Bart, this is where Homer, he feels sorry for Bart and he sees a guards wanted sign that says, if you can read this, you're overqualified. Hey, Marge, what does that sign say? So he goes for his job interview and he says to the warden, I think the children are our future unless we stop them now. Wow. <laughs> that was almost going to be one of my favourite moments because I'm always yeah. partial to a line like that, as you know. Yeah. You've got the job. This ends for beaten. This ends for holding. <laughs> now, by the way, sorry, I'm, I am paying 100%. Well, I'm paying 99.9% attention to the work we're doing here, recording this episode of Four Finger Discount. But the other 0.1% was distracted by my COVID test. I was looking at it upside down. I'm actually negative. <laughs> Oh, good. Did you think it was positive for a second, did you? No, no, I thought it was inconclusive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked and it's like, oh, no, it's the other one. <laughs> and it's upside down. So, yeah, negative, negative. There's more space dust on this COVID test. That's my doll. Keep away, keep away. Put that sissy down. If you're going to pick on someone, why don't you pick on someone much bigger than you with a gun? Dad? That's right. I got a job here so I can watch over you like a mother hen. His dad's a screw. I sure am. Here you go, son. I brought you a lollipop from the guards' lounge. Eh, not so tough now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of my shift. See you Monday. Oh, wait, Monday's Martin Luther King Day. Well, I'll see you when I see you. Love you. <laughs> uh, this lollipop's really for everybody. The boys and girls are then about to practice dancing. And the warden points out that it's the part of the brain that remembers dance steps is also the anger center. So the people who remember how to do the foxtrot are 10% less likely to commit double homicide. <laughs> Gina then takes Bart because she likes, um, she likes more small and bug-eyed she does have ground rules though when it comes to dancing yeah keep it 10 and 2 what's mm. the other one it was like 10 and 2 something and then I don't want to hear how pretty I am yeah I've forgotten the middle one I think it might be something to do with the caboose yeah something like that but I did <laughs> like um, I did like the warden saying you will dance together and you will like it and you have some punch and, or something and you will drink it and then your eyes will meet and it will be awkward right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like though when you're that age it's always awkward oh yeah very much so it's like, um, I'm, I'm enjoying holding your hand, but I don't know what these feelings mean. <laughs> I don't want to get too close because I might... Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I'm going to pike you with the Prada. <laughs> I'll prod you with the poker. I don't know. Uh, yeah, as you said, Gina gives him the, gives him the <laughs> run down the rules. And then they, she says, we're going to sneak out that window. And in order to encourage him to sneak out, because he's like, I've only got two weeks left. What am I doing? I didn't realize he'd been there for six months. Good lord! Because like I mean, oh, six yeah. months. It was oh, a six-month sentence. Shit, I'd forgotten about the uh, yeah, I'd forgotten about the time span of all that. Oh, but uh, she kicks, she gives him a big old kiss on the lips to encourage him to continue going. He's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll do that. 
why would I want to break out with you? <laughs> well, you do look pretty in the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> Guess where the next one's going. Oh my butt. We come back and Bart questions her, like, why did you kiss me? I was like, this is a very dead line here. Are you looking to do the Bart man? I'm like, whoa. That was straight my head when I was a kid. But she tells Bart that, you know, if we get caught, this is my plan, if we get caught, I'm just going to cry. He's like, I see that's going to work. You know, you're, 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 no one's going to believe that. You're bigger than me. And then that you called me fat. He's like, well, I'm fucked. So... <laughs> We then get the news report from Brockman, who's being quite mean about Artie Pipe. The old chipping in thing. I'm not chipping in for a cake. <laughs> I was about to say, no, don't be dissing Arnie Pie, Kent. Uh, is, is it? It's Artie, right? Oh, no, it's Arnie Pie. It's and Arnie Pie. Yeah, yeah, I was getting confused. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had to look it up last night. Yeah, yeah. It, it is Arnie Pie. He's got Snake on as a guest because he's getting into the mind of a, of a, of a juvenile criminal. And Snake plugs his book. 10 Habits of Highly Successful Criminals. And then, and then he says, you can take the gun off me now. No, not before you plug them. I'm going to be on Conan on Thursday. <laughs> Third Eye Blind and Heather Locklear. Lisa then says, I just don't understand Bart's motive. Like, why would he do this? If two weeks out, Bart and I was like, ah, oh, boys are stupid. And then he has that uh, that vision of the the alien marriage. Oh, Remember that? Yeah. I'm going to lay eggs on your brain. And then he's just like, no, son of mine's going to be forced into an alien marriage and storms off. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not good when you say eh, whatever about a Homer joke. Bart and Gina are still on the run. This was a really nice moment. So, well, not not a nice moment. This bit here, but he says to uh, Gina, "What what what are you in juvie for? Ah, I pushed. Or I pushed. What was it? You steal some scrunchies? No, no. I pushed uh, Snow White off the roof. And it's like, <laughs> oh shit, Did she survived. Yeah, but it's not a good life. I'm like, oh, poor Snow White. Damn. Uh, but she, he says, look, I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, Gina. I find girls icky pants. <laughs> I, love, I love the word icky, and it reminds me of Homer's like uh, Marge's like, if you don't come and eat your soup. It's going to get that, that skin on top. Ooh, I hate that icky soup skin. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of the worst. Yeah, and then she um she pinches him and they have a good little laugh. And I was like, this is nice. Bart and, it's nice seeing Bart engaging with a girl in mm, a fun way. Wait, yeah. there's, there's no reason why these two couldn't have become friends. It's a shame. As we said before, yeah, I'm, I'm always very partial to the relationship between Bart and the bad girl. Uh, Wiggum then questions Cletus. You can't speak properly or you can't see properly after drinking the thermometer or whatever, mm. but he whittles what he sees anyway. That's right. And he, he whittles Bart and, uh, and Gina walking past, and he also whittles the future, which was Wigan with the bear, which we get as a payoff later on, Wigan being attacked by the by bear. bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they find the blacksmith and Gina and Bart are like, well, yeah, yay, we're finally going to return to our families. We can, um, we can get free. We get uh, Captain McAllister here, the sea captain with an octopus. You shut your ink hole about this. <laughs> they love playing up that he sleeps with the fishes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it gets lonely out at sea. Yeah, it certainly does. She gives him one big fat kiss again. But, but like she's she's leading him along. Like, it's like, mm. Gina, don't give him a big switch on the, on the lips and then tell him you, you don't like him. It's like, come on. Yeah. She oh. is crazy. But Bart says, maybe I can come visit you and my family's being douchebag. She punches him again. He's so confused. He's like, what the hell's going on? Like, first she kisses me, then she's punching me. Like, what? what is this? And then he overhears her mm. crying. And Welcome he- to male-female relationships, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that girl's nuts. First she likes me, then she hates me. I've already forgotten how ugly she is. I'd better eyeball that ape one more time. <laughs> God. What's up? Don't you want to get back to that awesome family of yours? What are you crying about? How cool they are? 
know you're sad now, but surely your incredible family will cheer you up. <laughs> Wait. Do you even have a family? No, I don't. They're imaginary. Like your brain. Hey, I understand. You don't understand anything! <laughs> you're such a psycho! Mama's boy! Future skank! Family guy! Did you hear the Diggit family guy here? Oh, yeah, <laughs> calling him family yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, she, she calls, yeah, he calls her future skank. She calls him family guy. I was like, ah, nice touch. Wiggum then finds them and says that oh, look, he's about to plant evidence on them. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but it doesn't have to because they're guilty anyway. And Marge is really sad because she thinks her son's going to be going to prison for a long time. But she'll leave his room as it is now, a pigsty. Gina <laughs> sees all this and she feels bad. So she takes the rap and says it was all her all her idea, which it was, essentially. That's true, yeah. I was about yeah. to say, Gina's a real stand-up gal, but there's like, oh, no, she actually yeah, is responsible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is what this is what should have happened anyway. Um, they let Bart go because there's no room in their car because William's got his box kite. We then <laughs> see Gina being taken back to her prison cell, and the Simpsons are in there. I thought this was actually quite a nice ending. A nice ending combined with quite a funny one-liner at the end as well. So yeah. the Simpsons are all in there. Hey, thanks for showing us the meaning of Christmas, and thanks for showing my brother that girls can be cool. Who's this nerd? I'll have another taco, please. <laughs> and she moves away. <laughs> then the warden, it's playing it up like he wants to stay as well. Like he's like, yeah, it's like, um, lonely night. Gla- yeah. What's a glass of wine? Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to stay? I've got an evening planned. Wait, you're listening? It <laughs> slams the door. I was like, yeah, you got me as well. So it was a nice, a nice little ending there. The, the the opening act was a bit odd in this, a bit far fetched with the. It just seemed very convoluted to get Bart to Juvie. There's so much quicker and easier ways, so many other quicker and easier ways to get Bart to Juvie. Than it that. did. And it felt like maybe five minutes too long. It did, yeah. yeah. And I, I guess it was maybe kind of planting the seed because the next episode, I believe, is when Skinner and Edna maybe get married. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so that did look... Um, that did come up on the coming up next thing, so... Hmm. Yeah. So maybe they'll do it for that reason, but it just seemed, yeah, a bit convoluted for its li- for, for this. But still... When we got to the the, the uh, juvie and the, the they could have been could have done more with the Homer being a guard aspect as well, but yeah. that was just the one line. But it still worked for what it was. But particularly as you said, I thought the star of the show was definitely Sarah Michelle Gellar, another guest star that doesn't really seem to get discussed all that often. But she did a very very good job. This was like golden era worthy, I thought. What she I, did to the character, I think so as well. Yeah, I think um, if we should put together a bit of a list of underrated Simpsons guest stars, I think old SMG would be high on the list. She did a very, very good job. And as you said, yeah, wouldn't mind the character of Gina Vendetti. Uh, may he return appearance at some stage. From this day forward, your name shall be... All right, it is time now for the Guy Davis new name championship for the Wandering Juvie. The current leaderboard stands at this. Uh, in first position, Nora Coker on 16, Luke McKay in second on 14, and a tie for third, Phil Hawkins and D.L. Gorman both on 13 points. Right, oh, let's get into it, and we'll begin with a couple of honourable mentions, because there were a lot of good ones this time around. Yes, hit me with the honourable mentions. Yes. Uh, this was just a bit too long and unwieldy uh, to be an actual episode title, but I really liked it. Eat My Short Shank Redemption. It's, it's good. It's, it's good. pretty good. It's just, it's just a, it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a tongue twister, but yeah, it works. I like it. So I like that. That's an honourable mention. And also an honourable mention is Orange is the New Bart. Yeah, that's very good. It's a shame the show wasn't out at this point. I feel like that might have been a title they might have even used at that point. Yeah. I guess that's probably a title they would use if it was Lisa going to Juvie for something. Quite probably, yeah. Yeah, but still, no, well played. 
everybody. Yes. So the um the first honorable mention for Eat My Shorts Shank Redemption was Luke McKay. Luke McKay, you've done it again. And <laughs> and the orange is the new Bart goes to Fergus Jeffs. All right, all right. All righty. So now it's time to get into the one, two, three. Hit us with your one point, Mr. Davis. Uno point goes to Bartman Walking. That's Mr. Steve Roberts. Roberto. Roberto puts him on 10 points. Well done, Steve. All right. Two people are getting two points apiece. Two people. You just love giving the points away, don't you? I do, but these titles are quite similar. Uh, there's one I preferred to the other, but I think they were so close that it would, it would feel bad of me not to give one and not the other. So two points go to Escape from Galcatraz. That goes to Dylan Llewellyn. That's the first time Dylan's been on the leaderboard. So well done, Dylan. You're now part of the wildcard draw at the end of the season. Nice work, Dylan. Uh, and also Escape from Bartcatraz. And the other two points goes to Fergus Jeffs. So Fergus Jeffs has now got another two okay. points. That puts Fergus, if he can get a few points, now nine points. He's climbing up the leaderboard, old Fergus. Well played, sir. Nice work, buddy. Um, three points. We're at the uh, gun of the three points. The Defiant Ones. And this goes to someone who's never been on the leaderboard this season yet. It's a newbie. It's uh, Kevin Dental Plan Flood. Well played, Kevin. Oh, we're flooded with goodwill and um, all that kind of good stuff for uh, for Kevin. Um, by the way, a bit of a uh, bit of a shout out. Well, no, a bit of a uh, an explanation. There's an old movie called The Defiant Ones mm-hmm. uh, from, I believe, the sixties that had. Sidney Poitier, recently name-checked on our South Park episode, um, and Tony Curtis as two um, chain gang criminals, one black, one white, who are handcuffed to one another and they make a jailbreak and escape and they have to rely on one another if they're going to escape alive. So, um, yeah. That's where this title comes from, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they riff on that in this episode and the doe-fired ones, you know how I like a doe, so... And you do like someone that really knows their movie knowledge. Indeed, so... There we go. Well played, Kevin. Nice work, Flood. Yes, that's it. So the leaderboard is the same as what it was before we went into this round. So it's still Nora Coco on 16, Luke McKay second on 14, and Phil and DL both on 13 points in third position. Mm. Garrod Harrahill still sitting around there on 10 points. I feel like he's got a couple of three points left in him, so let's see how he can go for the remainder of this season. The chances of Garrod just making a, um, making a surprise comeback... You can never count him out. <laughs> no, never at all. So that is the new name championship for the Wandering Juvie. It's now time for some mailbag. Mm. Javale! is here! Ooh. Cal McDonald, what do you think would be the crime that sends the other one of you to prison? Oh, so what do you think I would do to go to prison? What do, you think, what do I think <laughs> you would do to go to prison? I think you would hijack uh, an Uber driver that was carrying a big thing of KFC. I was about to say you would get angry at, at the Uber driver for, for getting your apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy because over the weekend or over the, over maybe over the early stage of this week, I was looking on Deliveroo and it's like, because I think, oh, I, could, I could go some Maccas tonight, just a bit of comfort food. And it's looking like, looking desserts, no apple pie? What? 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 And, you know, like the supply chain had broken down and there were no apple pies it made. Oh, but luckily, shit. luckily last night, I looked at, looked again and it was back. Oh, was it better than ever though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won, here's one for you, Mr. Davis. Jordan Seville, what's your favourite prison movie? Oh, gosh. Uh, look, I'm, I'm of course, very partial to, to Shawshank Redemption. I mean, who is yeah. not? It's, it's yeah. really, really good. Uh, and it's become such a part of the, um, of the furniture, you know, when... <laughs> 
I think when you ask dudes, like, what's your favorite movie? A lot of them will say, Shawshank. <laughs> and no one ever looks at you funny if you say that's your favorite. That's true. And I re- it was on the telly not long ago on TV. And uh, I was like, holy must shit. Like four, must be like four plus hours on normal TV with commercial breaks. Absolutely, yeah. But I was watching, oh, this is really so good. I mean, the casting's great. The direction's good. The music is fantastic. Also, yeah, if you... I don't know if any anyone's ever read the original Stephen King short story that it's based on. It's called Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. It's a really okay. good story as well, so I highly recommend checking that out. Um, Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile, both Stephen oh, King prison Mile, stories, yeah. both brought to the screen by the great Frank Darabont. I like those both very much. And I'll tell you what, there's one more, one more that I really dig. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a bit lesser known, maybe a little underrated, might be hard to find, but it's called An Innocent Man. It was made in like 1990 and stars Tom Selleck. Oh. And he's this guy who gets um, uh, gets framed by crooked cops. He's completely innocent, gets framed by crooked cops, sent to prison, and has to learn to you know, negotiate the life inside. Uh, it's really, it's a lot more sort of brutal than you'd imagine. You think, oh, I'm just going to be watching a bit of an action movie here or a bit of a you know prison yarn or whatever. And it's like, mm, no, they get up to some nasty shit in prison. <laughs> I would not survive in prison. Oh no, no, I'd be passed around like a you know packet of smokes, <laughs> <laughs> a cuddly packet of smokes. Well, true, yes. I'd be a bear. I'd be the. I'd be the. I'd be the teddy bear for you know, the big, communal teddy. Big Gus on C block. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I've got to go pick up the kitties from daycare. So that better be mailbag for this episode. Hope you enjoyed our review of the Wandering Juvie. The next episode of Four Finger Discount, we are revi- uh, reviewing. My Big Fat Geek Wedding, which I believe is the wedding of Principal Skinner and Edna Kane. I can't remember this one at all, so I'm looking forward to going back and checking this one out. Uh, thank you once again to everyone who has joined the Four Finger Discount family on Patreon. Don't forget, you can go to patreon.com slash discount, access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, New Name Championship, Facebook group, Zoom calls with Guy, myself, and much, much more, including early access to all of the other podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Four Finger Discount, Instagram at Four Finger Pod on Twitter. And don't forget to also please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you find this podcast. But thank you once again for all of your ongoing support in listening to the show. 15 seasons in, didn't think we'd make it this long, but we are. Mm. We're still kicking along strong. All thanks to you guys and thanks to Mr. Davis as well for his (laughs) incredible commentary. But this has been our review of The Wandering Juvie. Next episode, my big fat geek wedding. For now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our incredible listeners? Yes, I do count jazz because it doesn't suck. Shh.